Hey everyone, welcome to today's show. Got a great guest for you today. His name is Anthony Wilson. Anthony, welcome to the Kilroy Williams Show. And tell us about yourself. You're a pastor, am I not right? Yes, sir. And, and uh, uh, are you in Colorado as well? Yes, I'm. I'm in Aurora, Colorado. Yeah. Oh man, we're I'm up in Greeley. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we're na- we're neighbors. My you friend. were neighbors. We're neighbors. Yeah, I saw that. It's like, oh wow, we're right. You know, normally I'm, I'm I'm working with people who are other all places, over. yeah, know, all over. So somebody yeah. who's right here in the state is yeah. amazing. Yeah, you know? that's pretty cool. May, may, we need to hook up sometime then. That yes, cool. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That, that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. So yeah. So Pastor Anthony, can you tell us about yourself, sir, and you know what your ministry is? Uh, I know you have your own podcast and, and and YouTube channel and things like that. Can you? Can you tell people what what the Lord has called you to do? Yeah, I am. Um, you know, I, I planted a, a church uh, in 2008, and so we're getting ready to celebrate 15 years of pastoring. Oh, that's, that's um, awesome. And uh, I'm uh, a husband. Um, got two children. Uh, my oldest is 27. Uh, my youngest is 24. He's about to be 25 uh, wow. in next month. Actually, July, uh, July 26. Um, been married for 26 years. Um, uh, same kids, kids from the same mother. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, right, right. You know, that, that kind of deal. And and we've been through our ups and downs and our struggles. We talk a lot about marriage. And um, mm-hmm. actually, we're going to do something cool this Sunday. We're going to do a, a sermon together as a couple. So that's going to be. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Fun. Yeah. Now, do you, do you broadcast that live on, on your channel yes, as well? Or? Yeah. Yep. That'll be on our YouTube page. It'll be on my page uh, at Anthony Wilson 2273. And then it'll be on the Shore Foundation page, which is the name of our church, Shore Foundation Community Fellowship Church. And so it'll be on that page and it'll be on Facebook. So people that are on Facebook, they can find it on Facebook as well. Um, awesome. And then what yeah. time, what time, Mountain Time? And that is 9.30 a.m. Mountain Time. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Everybody, yeah, if you're not able to go to church, there's a fine uh, service you could see, I'm sure. That's, that's yeah. awesome. 
That's very yeah. cool. So yeah, uh, father, husband, you know, pastor. Um, um, I'm actually, you know, just recently my my older brother passed away. Oh, I'm um, so sorry. And yeah, thank you. And it makes me kind of the last person of my house because my mom passed away, you know, some years ago. Mm. And so uh, being the last person of your house, there's this feeling of I've got to have a legacy. I've got to leave something. And mm -hmm. so um, in Christ, you know, we have a legacy. Right. Uh, and so I want that legacy to be that I preach the gospel and that um, I, I ran this race to the best of my ability. I, I fought, a, I fought the good fight, you know? Oh yeah. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. Yes. I fought the good fight. And, and, and so I, I want that to be what people know of me and understand of me. And yeah, we do the podcast, YouTube. Um, I teach, uh, uh, courses, uh, at a local, uh, uh vocational training school called uh, Colorado Christian vocational training school. So I teach homiletics, um, I teach pastors classes and things like that. And so I do a lot of stuff, uh, for the kingdom. I've been full-time ministry since, uh, 2016 and that's been a journey, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. that's, that's been a journey, but the Lord is, is, is kept us and, uh, uh, allowed us to keep going, uh, and, and pushing forward. And so I guess that's the cliff notes <laughs> of, uh, wow. Of that's who what, I am. What, yeah. And that. Well, it sounds like uh, you're keeping busy and you're really m moving forward in progress. That's awesome. How, yeah. how, what's your membership at your church? Um, we we have uh, between 60 and 80. It's not a really large church. Um, hey, that's, that's good, as, though. Yeah, we've gone up as high as over 100, but then back down. And now coming out of COVID, you know, yeah. things are starting to pick back up. And uh, we've we've had great turnouts um, in the building. Uh, we have people that still attend online through uh, uh, the different social media outlets, but uh, we have a thriving con congregation that is a family. Uh, we are close knit. Uh, we try our best to, you know, be there for one another, kind of an axe ch church feel. Um, we have meals together. We're not just a Sunday church. <laughs> we 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 have a, a, a seven family day environment. Yeah, we have a seven-day-a-week prayer line every morning at 6 a.m. We're on the prayer line together praying for one another, uh, things like that. So really just trying to live this thing out beyond just a Sunday morning, but actually live it out together, do life on life. That That is awesome, Pastor. That is just awesome, man. God bless you. Um, I'm sure that you have uh, really helped a lot of people and been a blessing to everybody down there in Aurora. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, we were talking about, uh, you were just talking about a little bit of life struggles, you know, and, uh, you know, as, as Christians, we struggle. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about, because I've had a lot of, uh, well, in my own personal experience, and other people have brought it to my attention, too. And I gave you a little preview about that. And I just want to get your thoughts and, and encourage, maybe you can encourage people about it and, you know, tell them, you know, how, how do they go about properly thinking this. But we see the uh, unsaved uh, people and maybe some um, maybe some Christians. I don't know. But um, that just seems like life is just going just roses. You know, it's, it's like a Brady Bunch uh, sitcom, you know, and everything's just going well. Uh, for them, everything seems to go their way, and uh, you know, uh, as a as a Christian, maybe some people will feel this way. I do sometimes. Um, you know, I'm only human. Um, they feel that you know, okay, Lord, I'm struggling here. I'm do you know, I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing this, this, and this, and you know, why is this person over here getting this, and why is this happening? And it, 
you know, and it's like, I'm not wishing bad on them or wishing, you know, things, you know, oh, things should happen to them too. Absolutely not. It's just, it's so struggling. And how can someone um, get past that and, and, and just realize that, you know, there's more to it than that. And God doesn't owe us a thing. The Lord does not owe us a thing. I mean, he, he, he gave his life up for us. Absolutely not. But, you know, I mean, you need, uh, you know, financial help a lot of times the struggling world. You know, people need, you know, that kind of things. You know, just bad things seem to keep happening to individuals over and over. Health, losing family members like yourself. Uh, so what are your thoughts about this? Well, what's interesting <laughs> is that I, I just preached a message this week um, called Not Perfect, But Proven. And I came from... Um, the book of first Peter, a couple of different verses in first Peter. And the main verse was first, first Peter chapter four and verse 12, where Peter encourages the believers. He says, do not think it strange. The fiery trials that come to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you. And I always read that verse and I kind of rock back in my seat and I say, so Peter, <laughs> you know, what are you, <laughs> What are you trying to yeah. tell us, you know, here? Right. You know, because literally he says, don't think that this is strange. Because mm. I think so often the, when things happen, you know, when things, especially when things happen suddenly and mm -hmm. seemingly out of nowhere, you think, what is going on? Or if you're like you described, and I've been through this myself, where you're out of the pan into the fire. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, I've overcome one thing just to go yeah. to something worse. You know, it seems yeah. like, you know, and, and I don't mean to make light of it, but right. it, it, this is a reality that we face, um, uh, as someone reminded me earlier, as human beings, because life, you know, time and chance happens to us all. That's what uh, Ecclesiastes says. But as a Christian, the things that we go through, they are causing us to be genuine in who we are in Christ. Now, I, theologically, I don't want to get into mm -hmm. does God do this to us or not do this to mm -hmm. us, but mm -hmm. I will say things happen to us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Life happens to us. Mm -hmm. You know, sickness, like you said, loss of job, relationship problems. These things do happen on a regular basis. And these things, though we are going through them, we must know that at the end of the day, we have support from God, mm -hmm. that he actually wants to get into the situation with us and walk us through it. The Holy Spirit is called the comforter because that's what he does. He's called mm -hmm. the helper because that's what he does. He comes mm -hmm. alongside us and helps us to walk through these very difficult you know, challenges that we have and to know that God will never leave us nor forsake us because sometimes when the bad things happen right we mm -hmm. think he has left us right sure we're like, sure we're like where are you yeah where are you why, why aren't you stopping these things from happening i used the analogy of shadrach meshach and abednego in daniel mm -hmm. uh, chapter three that you know why didn't god keep them out of the fire <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know i mean that's what we want right god yeah. keep me out of the fire you know, yeah. but yeah. he did something that I think was more profound is that the, the Bible says that there was a fourth in the fire who looked like the son of God. And for God to get into the difficult time with you, that he wants to be near you 
in these times, that he wants to mend your broken heart, that he wants to get in and strengthen you through the trials and the tribulations of life um, is something that we have to re remind ourselves because I think when we go through, we automatically think that God is absent because that's how we feel when we're going through. And, mm -hmm. and I don't want people to, to, to lose sight of he's a very present help <laughs> in the mm -hmm. time of trouble. That's, that's mm -hmm. what the word says, that he's a present help in the time of trouble. That, and so know that God is near, not far away when you're going through. And so that's the first thing I would say. And I know I said a lot because mm -hmm. this is a subject that I'm very passionate about because I've gone through a lot. I've gone through just like anybody else. I've gone through loss, you know, of family members. Um, uh, we were just talking last night in our Wednesday or uh, two nights ago in our Wednesday night class. And we talked about loss. And there's a couple of people in the room that were just like me that lost both their both their parents, you know, yeah. and to lose your parents before you're 40 years old. Mm -hmm. That that's hard yeah. because. The, the, that's right when you're needing them because you're raising kids and you're doing you're, you're you're wanting yeah. to spend that time with them right yeah you want that grandparent experience for them yes yes yeah. and so uh to be in the room with people who had that's had that same experience and had that same void and to be able to comfort them and pray with them is powerful and that's what god wants so we'll think my situation is just so horrible and so different from everybody else's, but there's somebody else going through what you're going through and they need your comfort as well as you need theirs. And that's what God does. He brings us together to encourage and comfort one another. Amen. That is, that is so true. Um, well, when a, a, when a, a brother and sister in Christ is, is, is struggling and let's turn it a little bit on the other side where they, and it's only human, when they see like um, other people just don't seem to have any problems. I'm yes. sure I'm sure they do, but it just seems like you just nothing as bad as you do. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and, 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 you know, you're, you're only human. You're going to say, God, that's not fair. <laughs> Why is that happening? Now the unsaved, let me ask you this pastor, in your opinion, you believe the unsaved, the reason why they're they're everything's golden with them because they're Satan's watching out for them and taking care of them or no. I mean, what, what, what do you think that is? So, so I'll, I'll, I'll try to address, you know, both of those. The first one is just being a Christian and looking around you and seeing others, like you said, seemingly first flourishing, whether it's another Christian or an unbeliever, because sometimes, you know, as a pastor, I can look at, um, some of these, 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 you know, some of the teachers that are not teaching sound doctrine. I'm be nice, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're not teaching sound doctrine, but their churches are huge. Yes, they they they've got droves flocking in. You talking like and, mega churches? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and, and not all mega churches, but a lot of them, right? You yeah, know, I hear you. I'm on the same page with you on that you, one. Yeah, you know, not all. They're they're yeah, right. Yeah. They're, they're not all. You know, but you see these churches and people flocking in there. And you're listening to the messages and the and the content that's coming out of there, and you're like, God, why why do they get to flourish and reach all these people with that? Mm. And mm. I'm working mm. hard to stay in context and to be mm -hmm. faithful to the text, and you know, to 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 make sure that I'm I'm understanding what the original author meant and and trying to relay that thing to other people, so these people can flourish though, mm -hmm. and. You know, I have to struggle at times 
You know, I, I don't know if they ever, I don't know if they ever worry about, you know, making rent. <laughs> you know? Right, right. You know, right. <laughs> I don't know. But it, it from what? our, from the perspective, it looks like they don't. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you flip it to, like you said, the world. It mm -hmm. looks like they're having the time of their life. Yeah. You know, they're going on cruises and they're, you know, buying properties and they're launching businesses and, you know, they're, they're on social media and, you know, they're, everything's going fine. It mm -hmm. seems like, seems and like, yeah. you're, you know, uh, struggling through, especially when you're struggling through now, when you're doing okay, you know, money's okay. Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. living relationships. Okay. You don't think about these things, right? That's true. Good point. <laughs> when, Good point. <laughs> but when you're struggling, you immediately look and you pan mm -hmm. left to right. Like, mm -hmm. okay, how come everybody else is getting, you know, their cake and eating it too. <laughs> And mm -hmm. I don't even get any cake, you know. I think yeah. in those times we have to remind ourselves that our treasure is, is not here, you know. Amen. That ultimately this is not our heaven. This yeah. this is not our heaven. And as you said, for the unbeliever, yeah, Satan is gonna throw them as much as he can to keep mm -hmm. them from ever seeking God. You know, I think about uh, I think it was Luke 17, Luke 18, somewhere in there. There was a young, rich ruler that came to Jesus and he said, what must I do to in inherit eternal life? Mm. And he said, I kept the law since I was a little kid. And Jesus said, OK, that's wonderful. Everything sounds good. You know, take all of your material wealth, sell it, give the money to the poor. Now, come with me. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. And the young man, the Bible says, walked away sad because mm -hmm. he had great possessions mm -hmm. as if to say, I don't want to give that up. Now, I bring that up because later on in the passage, Peter, he speaks up for us. Mm -hmm. He says, Lord, what about us? Right, right. He gave up everything. Peter, Peter was very vocal, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. said, Lord, we gave up everything. Right. To follow you, because I, because and and you know, and this is not in the text, and I'm not saying that it right. is, but just in my own thinking, it's almost like Peter was looking at this guy get to keep his stuff and walk away, mm -hmm. and say, "Well, how does that work? <laughs> <laughs> well, how does that, how come he gets to keep all his stuff and just walk away? Yeah, and we gave up everything to follow you, and I think we we all feel that from time to time, right? Right. We feel that like, Lord, I, I, I've given up everything to follow you. And we have to go with the promise that he gave that um, everything that we gave up, that he's going to return it back to us. He's going to mm -hmm. take care of us, that mm -hmm. we're we're going to have what we need. He's going to make sure that we have what we need. And trusting God is not a one time thing is a thing that you do day after Damn. day after That's day right. after day. You got to wake up every day and say, I'm going to trust you today. That's why mm -hmm. Jesus taught him to pray. He said, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is. He said, give us this day our daily bread. That just, wor just worry about today, right? Today. Not tomorrow. Let's Not take tomorrow, care of today. today. Yeah. So, because yeah. if I start thinking ahead, then I start stressing. Yeah. And then I start it's comparing. True. And then I start mm -hmm. looking at other people. I'm like, well, they're, they're, they got retirement already set up. Mm -hmm. You know, um, a lot of full-time pastors don't have retirement set up. That's Right, right. That's kind of par for the course. It's like, OK, we're going to figure out something else, you mm -hmm. know, in order to have that there. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that hit you 
when you begin to look around and you say, well, look at what's going on with other people. Peter, his words just are so true and so relevant. What about us? Mm-hmm. We've given up everything to follow you. And if you have given up everything to follow him, you've got to trust that he knows that and that he is going to take care of you and yours. And he promised that, you know, if he can turn, you know, if, if he can t- bring st- water out of a stone, mm-hmm. <laughs> if he can bring bread from heaven, if he can take care of the sparrows, he can take care of us. Make a you donkey know, talk. <laughs> make a donkey talk. It, yeah. whatever, you know, yeah. he can do it and he yeah. does do it. Those of us yeah. that have been through it, he does do it on a regular basis. He takes care of us. And when he takes care of us, sometimes we we like, man, I haven't missed a meal. Mm-hmm. I, I have been taken care of. Mm-hmm. I just don't have what I want. <laughs> right. That's a big difference, right? That, I have everything difference. I need. Yeah. You know, see, my yeah. wife, my wife is like a Peter. So me and her mm-hmm. have some great conversations because because mm-hmm. she speaks up. She says, well, we have everything we need, but I don't have what I want. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least, she, at least she's honest. She's honest about yeah. it. You know, and so oh, I got to take off the pastor hat and put on the husband hat. But yeah, that is a good way also to look at it, too. You know, of course, be grateful, be thankful, you know, uh, to the Lord. I mean, you know, and what helps me too? look in the past and you think, how did I get through that? How, how did I get, yeah. you know, and, and you remember in the past, he got me through that. He'll do it again. Like you said, he's promised, you know, it's just. And, and I, I believe that, you know, Satan's going to do this when he sees you getting closer to God. He's going to target you. He's going to, you know, but the Lord only allows him. Am I not right? So much, you know, he has to get permission to God. Right. I mean, like he did with well, Job. Is that well, right? At the, or? At, at the end of the day, the Bible says that when a man is tempted, he's drawn away by his own desires mm-hmm. and enticed. Mm-hmm. And Satan can only dangle in front of you what you already want. It's really not temptation if it's not in you to want it. And so the the key element is learning how to crucify Mm -hmm. (laughs) this flesh and its desires. And that's a lifelong process, you know, that we're going through is recognizing like, whoa, I still I still got some desires Mm -hmm. that could lead me astray. Mm -hmm. I still got some desires that could create problems with me being obedient to God in certain areas of my life. I was just doing a, a teaching on uh, Romans 12, one, you know, I beseech you therefore brother, brother, mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, uh, which is your reasonable service or your reasonable act of worship. Uh, the living sacrifice, sa- a sacrifice is an offering made to God. But when you study the word out, when you actually look at the original language, the Greek word there, it actually means to give God what he wants on his terms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where the struggle is, right? <laughs> is that yes. I'm going to give, I, I need to offer to God what he wants on his terms. And in doing that, um, a lot of times I have to give, uh, give up things that I would rather keep. Mm-hmm. But if he says, no, give me that. Like Abraham, bring me your son, <laughs> you know, bring me. That's the picture of sacrifice. Bring me your son. Abraham was willing to give him that because that's what he asked for. And I think at the end of the day, if we can give God what he's asking for, we're going to find out that there's a lot of things that we didn't actually need. 
that we thought we needed. And he's showing us that we didn't need it because he asked for it and showed us that we could live without it and actually live fruitfully and prosperously without some of these things. Mm -hmm. And so trusting God, uh, one of my guys, they said, the reason why it's hard for me to trust God like that is because I don't know what it's mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. I know what it's like to go to, to go to work 80 hours, make my money and buy my whatever I want to. I know, I know how that process works, but trusting God sometimes seems almost mm -hmm. alien. Like, what does this really feel like? I mean, what's he going to do? How's he going to do it? What's he... I know I can just work these, work this overtime and go get it. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But to trust God, whoo, man, that's where, you, you know, you end up having to crucify this flesh. Like you said, with Satan, Satan's, uh, his, his job is to go to and fro. Mm -hmm. seeking whom he may devour and God does allow for this uh, to go on because at the end of the day, Satan is defeated. He already knows his outcome. And yeah. so at the end of the day, he already knows this is, this is the best shot he's got. Mm -hmm. And guess what? I've given you power to overcome him. Yeah. I think a lot of times we forget that, don't we? We forget that. Yeah. yeah. We forget that. You know, if you resist the devil, you submit to God, sorry, resist the devil and he'll flee. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what mm -hmm. James says, you know. Right. And so if that's the truth, Peter backs it up. He says that we resist him steadfast in our faith. Mm -hmm. And so both of those apostles believe that we can stand up to him. We don't have to succumb to Satan's power because greater is he. Now, this is a third apostle, John. He says, mm -hmm. greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So there, there's plenty of biblical evidence that we have the ability to overcome uh, Satan. Uh, we don't have to fall to this, but we got to deal with what's in our hearts because that's what's going to cause us to fall. And that, that's, that's a great way to look at it. I mean, that's all we have is Jesus, right? That's all <laughs> we, you know, I mean, there's, there's no, no better alternative to go to. It's right there, right in front of us. And I just think that, like you said, we're, we're human beings and, you know, just, we just, and I have to always, me personally, I always have to remind myself of that. You know, it's just like, look, you know, you know, why are you stressing over this? You know, he's helped you before. Yes. I mean, I mean you know, with uh, amazing testimonies, you know, that, that we all have that God has done. And I just think that's part of our flesh. That's just part of the weakness that, that we all struggle and we just, you know, don't realize. And I, maybe also, too, why worry about the other person? You know, don't, you know, why, why are you thinking about that? You know, that's, that's God's deal with them. Whether, right. You know what I mean? That's focus on yourself. And I think if we focus on ourselves, we're going to forget about that. You, you know, maybe when you think. Yeah, I, I think, you know, and while you were talking, I wanted to pull this up because I wanted to quote it accurately in second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12. This is a verse that I remember the first time I read it. I had to keep reading it over and over again because I was like, is he saying what I think he's saying? Second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12, it says, for we dare not class ourselves mm -hmm. or compare ourselves to those who commend themselves, mm -hmm. but they measure themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and to, 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 to think that, wait a minute. So when I start this comparison game, I'm actually setting myself up. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm mm -hmm. setting myself up either to be in pride mm -hmm. because I feel like I'm better than somebody mm -hmm. or to feel humiliated because I'm worse than somebody. So I'm going to feel condemned. 
There's no good outcome when I start comparing. If I compare you know, my channel to your channel, why would I do that? Why mm -hmm. wouldn't I just support another brother who's doing the work of the Lord and, and not even think about, am I doing better? Am I? Because mm -hmm. it, it has no good outcome. Either way, I'm going to push myself to a place where I'm going to be disappointed or I'm going to be arrogant. Mm -hmm. And so Paul says it's just not wise mm -hmm. to look at other people. And there, that, there is that real struggle, you know. Uh, when we got on, I think you were asking about the the, uh, the size of our congregation. Mm -hmm. For a lot of people, that's a sore spot. That's that's a sore spot because there's a church down the street that's ten times larger, <laughs> right? Well, isn't that also the church itself? <laughs> a lot of churches, that's all they care about is how big it is, and that's all they get, care about. <laughs> you just get them, just get the members in coming to the Christian Country Club, I right? Mean, I'm serious. There's a lot, like you said, not all, but majority <laughs> of them. Stick out yeah. there with you, you know. And here's the thing: the thing for me is that I know how can I disciple all those people. Mm -hmm. If 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 our <clears> congregation <throat> all of a sudden ballooned to six hundred, right? Right. Would I be able to disciple all of those people? You know, would I have you know the people who are mature enough to pour into that flock? Because it's not just because we've designed churches to hear this one voice, this celebrity pastor from the pulpit, and mm -hmm. that's all they need. And that's why once they leave the church, they don't necessarily live out their faith right. because they're just going to show up next Sunday and hear another message. But it's, in order it's like to script really, it. it's like script right, it. Right. In mm -hmm. order to really do this, the Bible says to make disciples, mm -hmm. right? Making disciples is making learners people who want to learn and study the word and then find out, well, how does that impact my life? How does that change my life? You can't do that once a week. Mm -hmm. You're going to need a team of people. You're going to need a, a group of people who understand that we got to come together and you're going to need other leaders that feel like, yeah, we got to pour into these people and we got to show them. We got to walk them through it. And I think that's why our church hasn't like exploded because we focus more on the discipling piece, which mm -hmm. I, I don't, 600 people people are like well you don't want a big church i'm like uh mm -hmm. show me in the bible where paul wanted a big church <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think he wanted to make disciples and along the way those disciples that he made they began to make disciples mm -hmm. and then those disciples began to make disciples so it wasn't just paul creating this ripple effect people were getting up and getting in and doing the work too often we're coming to church and we're just sitting down and we're just listening. And then we go home, we come back in, sit down and listen. And I don't know how I got on this subject. No, no, it's <laughs> you know, fine. No, but because, because God's day, telling you to my friend <laughs> at the end of the day, that's something that if we're really going to, you know, change the way that this looks, mm -hmm. um, you're going to have to have people that understand that discipleship is not a, a small group. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, it's not a club. It's actually the way that the church uh, is to be run. It's supposed to be run through discipleship that we're supposed to be pouring in as often as we can, you know, being a part of each other's life and, and living this thing out together on mission together, growing together, you know, weeping with those that weep, you know, rejoicing with those that rejoice. This is when you're reading the Bible, this seems like this group, this group of people who come together really invest in one another, not just kind of show up and say hi and bye once mm -hmm. or twice a week. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I, 
I could not agree with you more, sir. I mean, yeah, you, you definitely need that, um, you know, this discipleship. I mean, you know, I, I think personally I've had some small churches. It's just like family. You're close together. You connect. I think you're more tuned into your congregation. Like you said, yeah. it's like a family. And I'm not criticizing the big church. Don't right. get me wrong. But it seems to me, my personal experience, when I go to these great churches that are, like I said, I'm not saying the the, the um, bad mega churches, but it's a big congregation and you are blessed, you know, in that kind of yeah. thing. But sometimes you can get kind of lost, don't you think? You can get kind of lost yeah. in the shuffle and unless unless you really are into a, 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 a group, a small group or a Bible study with those, that's right. where the connection is, right? Yeah. Not just the the big worship that they have, I think for you to get to con the connection of that big church, you have to be in those small groups that they have. Yeah. Other otherwise, like you said, you're just going to do a routine thing, go there, you know, once a week and you, you really need that all week, every day, you know, uh, that connection with God. And I think those small groups and those, those, um, churches, I think that really helps. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I was a part of a large church um, before we planted our church and we we made that large church a small church because mm -hmm. me and my wife and my children, we all got involved. We mm -hmm. got involved in, like you said, small groups. We got involved in ministries. We served in the food bank. You know, this church was large enough to have a parking lot ministry. So I served in the parking lot ministry, you know, mm -hmm. helping people to get directions to get in. They had, hey, this church was so large. They had a golf cart that picked you up at your car and brought you, <laughs> brought you to the front, wow. front door, <laughs> you know, and, wow. you know, so, uh, you know, in, in, in being involved in, mm -hmm. in, in, in every area, I was never a pew sitter. I always found myself active and involved. If it was youth, if it was, you know, the bookstore, I, whatever, whatever I could be involved in, I was involved in that. And I, I saw so many people who didn't have that. That would say, well, this, you know, I just can't connect. Mm -hmm. Like, well, yeah, it actually takes some intentionality to connect, even mm -hmm. at a small church. And let's let's be honest that you can go to a small church and still feel dis disconnected if sure. you're not intentionally uh, getting involved and, and, and being a part of what's happening. So, uh, like you said, we're not bashing. No, absolutely churches. not. Absolutely that's, not. That's, that's not the point here. Or just saying that what what we've seen is this lack of connectivity in the churches. And so when that happens, uh, back to our subject, when I start going through, I don't have anybody to encourage me to stay the course. Mm -hmm. I just start looking around me and saying, I don't know if this Christianity thing is working for me because mm -hmm. it seems like everybody around me is prospering and I'm praying yeah. the prayers. I'm, I'm going yep. to the this and I'm going to that. That's right. and. I don't, I, I'm still struggling. I'm still going through. Uh, I'm, my marriage is still difficult. My job is still difficult. You know, my living situation is still difficult. Christianity is not a magic wand, right? That's true. We don't, we're, we're, we're not just, not, not just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you eliminate all the troubles of your life. It's like I said, from the top, you allow God to come in to those situations and allow God to bring people around you to support you and comfort you. You know, that's what the church really is for. The ecclesia is the Greek word, and it means called out into. So you're called out of the world 
into this body of believers um, who are all serving the Lord. And in that, there is this uh, this this oneness, this 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 fellowship that that strengthens you because we all can look at each other like we're talking today and say, man, yeah, amen. I've been through that same thing. Mm-hmm. I've seen that same struggle. And, you know, even these when I, I, I do these these podcast interviews, I view it as fellowship. I get the fellowship, you know, with another brother or sister in Christ. And we get to bounce some stuff off each other, you know, you know, more so than, oh, it's my chance to be in front of the camera. No, this is a chance to Mm -hmm. meet somebody new and find out that there's other brothers and sisters that are living this thing out and they're and they're passionate about it and they love God and they go through struggles just like I go through struggles. And we can fellowship, you know, in this this using this platform. So. Yeah, absolutely. And when, with, luckily with uh, today's technology, we can reach people like the all over the world. All over the world. And I and I always said it, if it's just one person, it's worth it. You know, yeah. if it's just one person, it's definitely Amen. worth it. I I um um personally am experiencing my own family where I have a family member that is a drug addict, an alcoholic, um was brought up in a Christian home, but they made that choice not to continue on following Christ. And um, the relationship with the family has broken because of their choices. Hmm. If you're around an, an addict, you know, that's a toxic person. And if they refuse to do the right thing and seek help, there's only so much you can do, but just pray for them. Yeah. But th- this individual also uh, has a relationship with a person who has a successful business. They're not saved at all. Um, they throw money out like it's just pennies, uh, you know, like man, like like to no end. <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you an example. Um, they embrace this family member and her children, and out of the blue, just a couple of weeks ago, I, I, for no reason, give them sixty thousand dollars, and you know, and these these people are not saved. They're, they're not, you know what I mean? And you, and you see that and you're like, oh my goodness, Lord, look at this. And my own personal experience is, you know, like I'm even my son, he struggles, you know, we try to support him, you know, and things like that, you know, and you see your own child struggling and you see their children prospering. Right. And, and, and you know, that's a real, that's, a, that's what you call a gut punch right there. That's what you call <laughs> a gut punch. And you, and you like, you know, Lord, why? And I probably never will get the answer, and but but it's it's just like that, and that's and my friend, I could tell you stories off off the air here that would that would just floor you about this, but but it's it, that's the type of thing that that I personally have experienced in my family, in my family, and yeah. you know, and it's more than sixty thousand dollars. I mean, it goes way beyond that. It's ridiculous, and um, it it so, and it it's just a sad situation that 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 they're in. But you see stuff like that. Yeah. And it's really when it's in the family, that really is a gut punch, you know? Yeah. I I had a friend come to me. Actually, he comes to me every couple of months. And he says, I know you already talked to me about this. <laughs> I just want to ask again. What do you do when you see people who are obviously doing wrong, living wrong? Mm-hmm. And it just seems like everything breaks right for them everything goes their way 
And we were doing a study, what was it, last year through the book of Ecclesiastes. And I came across this verse in Ecclesiastes chapter eight. Um, and it's verse 11 to, through uh, 13. Ecclesiastes 8, 11 through 13. Listen to this. Because the sentence against evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Though a sinner does evil a hundred times and his days are prolonged, yet I surely know that it will be well with those who fear the Lord, who fear before him, but it will not be well with the wicked nor will he prolong his days, which are as shadows because he does not fear before the Lord. I remember reading this and I thought, this is so true. A hundred times, it's like at least a hundred times. I see people just getting away with stuff, doing, and nothing's Mm -hmm. happening. They're like you said, they're starting businesses, they're buying Mm -hmm. new houses, they're buying yachts, they're, they're, Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're, they're, Mm -hmm. they're taking trips, they're in Jamaica and, you're looking at it like, wow, why is it that mm-hmm. they continually seem to prosper and get away? <laughs> and this scripture says, no, those that fear the Lord, he says, it's it's better for them. Mm-hmm. It's going to be well, because in the end, if these people don't change, if they don't mm-hmm. give their life to Christ and bow their knee to him, it doesn't matter what they accomplished in this life. We know what Mm -hmm. scripture says, what profit a man if he Mm -hmm. gains the whole world and loses his soul, you know, Mm -hmm. and what can a man give in exchange for his soul that man, sometimes it just looks crazy. Uh, There's another one, Psalms 37. You probably know this one well. Um, One through four, Psalms 37. It's it's almost like David was thinking the same stuff that we're thinking, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. He says, do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Now, let me stop there and let's 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 like be real. He says, feed on his faithfulness. No, we want to feed on steak and lobster. We right. want we right. want to feed on the sure. good life, not on, not on his faith. But he says, feed on his faithfulness. Mm-hmm. He says, delight yourself in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. And that term, delight, we did a long study on it. Means to be pliable and easy to shape. And so, when you're pliable and easy to shape in the Lord's hands, then He'll shape the desires of your heart. He'll show you exactly what you should desire. What while the, the the ones that you say, man, look, they're getting away with it. They're getting away with it. He says, no, you stick with me. You mm-hmm. stick with me and I will take care of you. The next verse. <laughs> and I'm not preaching. I'm just sharing. <laughs> no, no. Man. Bring it <laughs> on, next, man. Bring it on. Where's the pulpit? Where's the pulpit? Bring it up. <laughs> the, the next verse says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him also. And he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and justice as the noonday sun. And I can go on rest in the Lord. Wait for him patiently and do not fret uh, because of him who prospers in his way, because the man who brings wicked schemes to pass cease from anger, forsake wrath. Do not fret. Uh, it only causes harm. I mean, this is mm-hmm. it's like David. 
I, I feel like David saw this kind of stuff going on. And as he's speaking, as he's writing these Psalms, and this is just, you know, his, his worship to the Lord, he's answering a lot for us. He's like, look, don't get mad. Mm-hmm. Don't get caught up in it. Stay focused on the Lord. Stay on with the Lord because he's going to take care of you. He's going to bring to pass everything that is needed in your life. Don't be worrying about people bringing wicked schemes to pass because mm-hmm. th- that's going to keep happening. That's going to yeah. keep happening. You until know, he returns, right? Till he mm-hmm. returns. And so mm-hmm. all that is in the world, what is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye and the pride of life. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's all that's here. So that's all they can do is that. And so as, as believers, we've got to say, all right, I'm going to stop paying attention to them mm-hmm. and I'm going to start mm-hmm. focusing on the purpose and the plan that God has for my life. <laughs> yeah, man, that is, ah, that's awesome to hear that because people need to hear that. That's, that's the direction we all need to go. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that scripture because that, that's, I know that helps me. That helps a lot of people that I, that are watching right now and listening. Um, what a little bit off the subject, but not really. I mean, you talk about, you know, struggles and why, um, our country is going to down the tubes as we see it. Do do you, do you think again and why it's because of Satan and why it's going down the tubes? Cause it's people that we're just talking about that are rich greed, you know, and it's causing all this stuff that's going down. Do you think. Uh, and we know what the signs are, what Bible, what mm-hmm. the Bible says about the end times. Yeah, I know we're, I know we're really close in that when, you know, in that time frame. But do you think the Lord is going to try to save America one more time uh, because uh, maybe to um, a l- last a little longer to save souls? Or do you think that uh, we're just going to hang in there and just do the best we can and we know the outcome? Well, you, you, you know. Uh, second Peter three, nine says the Lord is not slack, right. Concerning his promises and some count slackness, but he is patient or he's long suffering because he's not willing for anyone to perish. Mm-hmm. So I think God is always going to give the chance for people to turn to him. Um, in our men's group last night, one of our young guys, he led the discussion, did an awesome job. I love it. Seeing our young guys step up and teach. And one of his questions that he asked was, why do we deserve mercy? Mm. He said, he said, said, why do we deserve mercy? And you know, the, the consensus is, well, we don't, we don't deserve mercy. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, and I I slowed down. I said, he's asking this question for a reason. So let's not just answer it really quickly. And I began to think about it and I began to think about how God has given man the ability to choose. And in giving man the ability to choose, if he doesn't give mercy, then nobody will ever have a chance to be mm-hmm. saved, right? right? The first wrong thing you do, the ground opens up, swallows you, and that's it. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but because mm-hmm. God is merciful, because God uh his 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 wrath um it it builds up, he doesn't just come down hard. But but it's building, <laughs> it's 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 building, and and once it gets to that place where there's no coming back, uh, who wants to be there, right? <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think when it comes down to America, you know, because that's where we live, mm-hmm. I believe that God is going to do everything He can to give those who will 
answer that call, the opportunity to answer that call. Because here's what we don't understand about God. The Bible says, and I think it's in Isaiah, he says that he knows the end at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he knows the end at the So he's already seen the outcome. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, you guys think I'm waiting. I'm actually, I actually know when the exact time where everyone who is going to do it will do it. I already know. Mm -hmm. And so you don't know. So you're thinking, when, Lord, when, when is this going to come to an end? When is this going to all be over? And he's like, mm -hmm. yeah, w once every person has had that opportunity, because I'm not willing for anyone to perish. The, his greatest desire is for man to be saved. That doesn't mean they're all going to be saved because, you know, he's given mm -hmm. us free choice. But at the end of the day, I think America's become a greater missionary field mm -hmm. than, than going. I don't know why people are going overseas anymore. We need to there's hear. No need, there's no need to go overseas. You mm -hmm. need to go to your neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> you absolutely. need to go to your neighbor and begin to share the gospel with them because we're in a time where this is the most illiterate mm -hmm. biblically that this country's ever been. People, mm -hmm. people don't know what the Bible says. Even people in church still mm -hmm. don't know. They don't even know how to read their Bible. When we do classes on how to read the Bible, one of the most shocking things is, is that people don't understand that there's certain things you, you can't just do with the Bible. You can't just turn it into a book of incantations and just pull out scriptures and do whatever you want with them. You actually have to read them in their context and find out what the actual meaning is, then try to apply that to your life. Not just, oh, well, he said he'll give you the desires of your heart. So that's how uh, I'm going to declare the desires of my heart. No, mm -hmm. that's not how this works. <laughs> there's a right. context. There's an original meaning. And teaching people how to slow down and do that in a world where everything is fast paced and everything is easy and quick. Man, <clears throat> uh, you see me reading my Bible on my uh, on my phone. Mm -hmm. uh, all the young people are reading the Bible mm -hmm. on their phone. You know, sure. they, they, I mean, sure. it's very rare that I see people open up a Bible anymore. You That's know? true. Now, I have all kinds of Bibles. I don't know if you can see my shelf. I got all kinds yeah. of Bibles and, and, and dictionaries and all kinds of stuff because I still like to do that. Sure. But this is a generation that, man, if you can't click to it and send it to them real fast, they're there's you know. something about holding it physically with me. <laughs> yes. It's just, I feel closer. To, I know this may sound weird. I feel closer to the Lord, just holding it physically. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, I do use my phone too. Like yeah. if, I have, yeah. if I have time at work, I'll, you know, do a little scripture reading. There's nothing wrong with that. That's great. You know, it's, that's just where we are today in the world as far as technology, you know, and yeah. It's, yeah. I, I guess that's a good part of the technology, you know, at least it's getting out there. But I'm with you. I, I I like the 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 physical Bible. I even like you know just a regular book. Regular, yes, regular, I like know, books. You know, <laughs> and, you know, whatever happened to people had a collection of library of books in their house. Yeah. I don't think that's around anymore. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Some it's... people come in my office and they, and they'll see my library. Let me see if I can do that. They'll see this. They'll see my oh, yeah. library. Yeah. Like, Whoa! What do you got yeah. all those? Books? Yeah. What are you doing all those books? I was like, yeah, I still read. <laughs> books yeah. In my yeah. Head. I yeah, still absolutely. read them, man. Yeah, exactly. you know, it's it, hard to even find a bookstore nowadays. You know, <laughs> yeah. even a Christian bookstore. I'm yeah. not kidding you. I really miss those. I really miss those. Yeah. I mean, you you they're far in between to even find now. But yeah. You know, yeah. but yeah, I agree with you, man. That's yeah, it, yeah. That's but if that's how you can reach the young people, yes, that's what you got to do. That's, that's what, what you, you got to do. do. 
you know, because God is not willing for anyone to perish. And so our primary focus is that how can we get the gospel? Because Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. And so we've got to trust that the gospel is enough. If we can just get it to them and let the gospel work, there are going to be those that, yeah, there are going to be those that reject. We know that, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. we're not going to stop because there's going to be those that reject that we still have to go as hard as we can and using platforms like this to share the gospel and reach, like you said, you know, thousands, millions that we may never encounter personally, but the message Mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ is Amen. powerful enough to, to change that heart. Um, if they come across, uh, one of these, uh, one of these platforms. So, yeah. Yeah. What would you advise somebody who's, who's struggling, um, when they wake up in the morning, uh, what do you, what do you kind of prayer do you think they should say to the Lord to, to get them through the day? I'm talking about somebody who's really low, who's really in, the, in deep depression, anxiety. They, they're, 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 they're a child of God. Yeah. But what, what kind of encouragement can you give them to start their day? Because, you know, it's hard sometimes to even get out of bed, isn't it, for some people? Yeah. It's, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and believe it or not, I encounter this a lot being a pastor. Oh, um, yeah. I can't imagine. That there's individuals that, and like, I I just, I don't, I don't have it. You know, I don't have it today. And, um we're constantly praying on the prayer line for individuals like that. But what I would, you know, advise a person like that is that, you know, if you have um, worship music to turn on your worship music, if you have the Bible that you can play, you know, audibly, because maybe you're not going to read it, mm -hmm. play, play the scriptures as you get up and you get ready because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing mm -hmm. by the word of God. That there's something powerful about, hey, I'm not, I can't get to it physically right now, so I'm just going to turn it on <laughs> mm -hmm. and I'm going to let it play. It's better and than nothing, right? Yeah. I'm just going to let it play and let it, you know, and I'm going to hear something. I, You're going to hear something. You're going to hear a verse. You're going to hear a song and it's going to spark that life in you. It's going to, it's going to. Un, it's going to uncork that life in you and you're going to start to feel a little more life. And if you lean into that and then begin to seek the Lord and say, Lord, I just need your help throughout this day. Mm -hmm. You'll find out that by the end of the day that God was with you. And that's actually going to make the next day better. I know a person who tells me every morning, he says, every morning I wake up pastor and I'm like in a, a fog. And I don't know if I want to get up out of bed. And and he says, but I remember that we have the prayer line at 6 a.m. We have a 6 a.m. prayer line every morning. And sometimes he gets on the prayer line and doesn't say anything, just listens to the prayers and the prayer requests and the praise reports. And he says, man, it gives me enough to get up and get moving. And so uh, that's another thing is don't try to do this by yourself, because when you when you isolate and you come off to yourself, it is a lot harder. It's a lot harder to get up. You got to have somebody in your corner that reaches out to you. I don't care if it's a text message with a prayer in it, or they call you early to, to remind you, Hey man, can I pray with you today? 
don't try to go through these seasons of depression and heaviness by yourself because mm-hmm. it's really hard. It's it's really hard. I was there at one point in time and mm-hmm. our prayer line started three years ago and I was really going through something and I would get up in the morning and get on that prayer line and hear the people, you know, uh, gathering together saying hello to each other. And it's like, okay, I, life is not as bad as it feels, you know, you know, mm-hmm. and just to mm-hmm. hear other people, you yeah, know, they, have it, they could have it worse than you do. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then you want to pray for them. You forget yeah. about yourself. Right. And you want to pray Absolutely. for them. Absolutely. And, so, and then, then I, me, I feel guilty. Lord, forgive me for, you know, yeah, yeah. For me, that, this person has it worse than I do. Yeah. 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 I always remind myself when I struggle, there's someone out there that's going way worse than what you yeah. are going through, you know? And the sad thing is they may be unsaved and they have no hope, no hope. whatsoever. They don't know right. what to do. And that's where the outcome of drugs and so forth goes to, you know, it's just, yeah. Cause they, they, they don't know what else to do. You know, it's just, it's just so sad, but, Wow, that's awesome about your prayer line. That's awesome. Yeah. And is that just for your church members, or do you have that posted um, we, on, on your no, website? We, we invite as many people. Sometimes we have visitors that are from out of state. They'll hop on because it's just a it's just a conference call number, and we'll share it with you know people you know everywhere that you know they want to pray. They don't have to be members of the church, but it, it's it's a place where we can you know address that very because mm-hmm. people have gotten on there. And they met. We, there was a person that got on our prayer line, and um, I believe their sister or someone had went overseas with some friends, and the friends did something illegal, <laughs> mm. and the sister got caught up in this thing. Oh. She wasn't a part of it. She didn't she even know. Wrong place, she, wrong time. Yeah, she she didn't even know that these people were doing this. She thought these were just her friends, and they were just going on a trip. Well. Mm-hmm. Little did you know, you don't want to be detained. <laughs> not in another country. And not in another country, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the friend who was on the prayer line said, hey, we got to pray for my friend. I don't even know how this is going to work. They've got her detained. It's in another country. You know, passports, all that kind of stuff is gone. I don't know what's going to happen. They're talking about $10,000 to even get her across the border. And they all, all, I mean, it was, mm. and we prayed. And we said, Lord, if she's not involved, Lord, we pray for justice. We pray for your favor. We pray, God, that you would bring her home and bring her home safely. Uh, Within a matter of days, somehow they cleared it up and somehow they found a video showing that she wasn't with them. (laughs) I mean, it was Mm. I mean, we prayed and brought brought that person home. And so when people get on the prayer line and we start telling them how God has moved on the prayer line, it encourages them. Well, hey, I need prayer. <laughs> like, like, hey, can you pray for me? And it's not that you know we're doing something special. It's what the Bible says, right? Yeah, it's what the absolutely. Bible says for us to come together and pray. You know, he said, "If my people who call by my name would uh, humble themselves, seek my face, turn from their wicked." He said, "I'll hear from heaven, forgive their sin, hear their life." He said that you, that if you seek me. You'll find me if you search for me with all of your heart and then you will come to me and you will pray and I will hear you and I would answer. The, the Bible talks so much about God hearing the prayers of the righteous. And so prayer has to be a huge component in our life. And we've got to trust that prayer works, you know, especially if we pray according to his will, you know, uh, prayer works. And so getting people, if they could just get on there 
And people have told us like, you know what? I was on the prayer line. I didn't say anything, but it was just encouraging to be in the midst of people who are praying and knowing that God was moving. And so that, yeah, that's been a, a major help to a lot of people. Can you, can you give out your prayer line to, yeah. to tell people to call? Yeah. If you want, let me pull it up. Um, actually, yeah, here we go. have a phone for the prayer line that I use uh, for the church. Yeah. So our prayer line is 605-472-5799. Um, and then the, there's a passcode 179 and then 558 pound. Um, and they should be able to get on. And we're on every day at 6 a.m. Mountain Time. Every day, 6 a.m. Mountain Time. Uh, we're on there. I usually hop on a little early. So sometimes I'm on there early. People get on there and they get a little counseling and prayer. And then we get into the prayer line, you know. Uh, so is that phone number also on your website as well? Um, it it should be. I know it's on our cards for our church. It might not be on the website. So, yeah, okay. you might. Um, yeah, it might not be on there. OK. All right. All right. Well, I, I appreciate you getting the number because you never know. Somebody might need that, you know. And yeah. Yeah, we usually have it scrolling on our live stream. So whenever we oh, there you go, service, there you go. We usually, it's usually scrolling on there too. So it yes, we give it out. It's you know um, that's awesome. We're on there every day, six a.m. Mountain Time. Uh, somebody will be on there, if not a whole host of people, on there just loving on each other, praying for each other, encouraging each other. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. That's that's that, that's what we need. That's what that's exactly what we need. Is that is that support. You know, and um, that is, you know, without prayer, what are we going to do? And and you need what you call, there's a big difference. I found in my own personal life, you know, people say, oh, I'll pray for you. Are right. you really? Yeah. There's, there's, right. a, there's, there's a difference between saying that and actually being a prayer warrior. Yeah. So when I really need prayer, I know who my prayer warriors are. Yes. And I, I, <laughs> yes. I contact them. Yes. I, yes. I appreciate you're telling me you're going to pray for me, but are you really? Are, are you really? really? You know, it's, yeah. I think sometimes people, they just don't know what to say. Maybe that's yeah. just their way of saying, you know. And that was something that happened when we first started the prayer line. There are people on that prayer line now that get on there and pray. I mean, they pray. But mm -hmm. when we first started it, they stayed quiet because he was like, well, I don't, I don't know if I know how to pray like that. And, you know, this person prays better than me. And I was like, no, this is not about that. Mm -mm. This is about us all coming to the Lord and petitioning him on behalf of friends, family, ourselves, our church family, our, our nation, our country. We even came up with prayer points. I think today's prayer point was uh, pray for a missionary that, you know, um, mm -hmm. and so we're praying for missionaries today, you know, and so we have 365 days worth of prayer points that we have so that there's always something to pray about. Now, people always have prayer requests. Right. Sure. But daily sure. we have a prayer point to kind of, you know, undergird that. So there's always something that we're praying about as a as a church family today. You know. And so, yeah, that's our prayer point for today. We're praying for missionaries, which is right here in our own town. And that's what a lot mm -hmm. of them talked about this morning was that, yeah, you know, we're praying for the missionaries right here, you know, in our own country, you know, because we need them. 
preaching the gospel and we need to to be activated as missionaries in our own environment so yeah. being and that, a missionary, can save, that can save america right exactly we need yeah. and we'll be praying for We'll be praying for our president tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> you know, every day. Yeah. Every day. that's another yeah. story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he, he, you're exactly right. You know, it's, is, is that, is that tight support that, that you get when you, when you pray, you know, and I think it's very important as husband and wife to pray together. You know, yeah. you really need to do that. And it's so hard with the busy world, Yes. That you, your day-to-day thing to take time to do that. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it's yeah. just, and, and you just, you just, you just so busy. It's just hard to do that. And I know that's no excuse, but that's just, you know, you got to put that in your schedule, just like you do when you get up and take a shower every day, yeah. you know, try to put that in there, you know? Yeah. I think, you know, over the years, and, and, and I'm ashamed to say this as a pastor that I've had, good seasons and bad seasons with that <laughs> there, mm-hmm. there are times where we're doing we it really do. well yeah. where and we're regimented and then there's times where schedules are off i get up before her she gets up after me or vice versa and we're we're, we're not connecting there and so it's mm-hmm. it has to be intentional you've actually got to say when can we do this you know mm-hmm. a lot of times it's at night before we go to bed you know, that's mm-hmm. our time because in the morning we, we miss each other or something like that. But you that's can probably the perfect time. You yeah, know? but you can you can tell yourself, oh, it's not that big a deal, you know, <laughs> and and miss out on a great opportunity to cover one another and to pour into one another, especially as a husband. You know, I'm always praying for my wife, but I think it's that much more, like you said, intimate and powerful when I'm actually praying for her in her presence praying over her um, and she can hear me praying for her, you know, pouring out my heart to the Lord for her. I do think that that's a very powerful thing um, uh, for a husband and a father praying for his children, all those things. Yeah. Well, pastor, I can't thank you enough for coming on today. And could you just one more time, tell people about your website and how they can get in touch with, with, uh, with your, uh, your podcast and things like that. Yeah, basically, um, you can go. I am um, I'm pretty much on every platform of social media. So if you go on to Facebook, you type in uh, the Love Thy Neighbor podcast, I'll pop up. Or if you type in uh, Anthony Wilson, usually I pop up. But Anthony Wilson is a common name. So the Love Thy Neighbor podcast is the easiest way to get me on Facebook. On YouTube, if you go to YouTube and you go at Anthony Wilson 2273, at Anthony Wilson 2273, it'll take you right to my uh, YouTube. And um, usually is I that, come up pretty. Is that where your live uh, church is on there yeah, too? Yep, okay. yep, it's on there okay. too. Yep, it's on there too. And because all my stuff is connected. So um have multiple, I, I use this software called Stream, uh, uh, Restream. And okay. Restream allows me to connect all my platforms together. So they all broadcast the same thing on the different platforms. So I have nice. a church Facebook page, a church YouTube, a personal YouTube, uh, and the podcast, uh, Facebook page, and then Instagram. So you, you'll find me, you know, you'll find me. And also I have a few books, a few books out that you can find too, as well. Oh, do, share, so, share about that. Share. Yeah, what, so, what are they? So there's a couple of books out there, the hand of God, um, by Anthony Wilson. You can find that, uh, that was the latest book. I did that last year. Um, and uh, day by day, which is a 30 day devotional uh, where I go through 30 days um, in the word. And I actually 
share a lot of testimonies of my walk with God in these devotionals um, with scripture and things like that. And so those are the latest books. Um, once you find them, you'll find out that I have uh, a few others as well. But those are the latest books. Those are probably the easiest ones to come across. Uh, and I'll recommend this one, No Man Left Behind. No Man Left Behind is a book for specifically for men, but women who have read it learn a lot about their man <laughs> and their sons, mm. you know, by reading this book. And so No Man Left Behind um, is one of the books that is still in circulation. I actually wrote it a few years ago, but uh, people keep coming up to me and say, hey, man, I'm reading that book. And I'm like, oh, wow, No Man Left Behind, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> No Man awesome. Left Behind by Anthony Wilson. You just type that in. It'll come up on Amazon. Amazon. OK. It, yeah. It pretty much anywhere, anywhere the books are sold, it'll come up. Yeah. That's awesome. We'll yeah. definitely will. We'll put all your information on the show notes there, my friend, and some people can, you know, appreciate that. Check thank that out. Check that out. And pastor, I want to thank you so much for coming on. And um, I have a, I, I consider you another pastor personally in Colorado. Yeah. yeah. That's you, my friend. That's you. Man, we got, and we got to connect. I just, I still can't believe you're right up the way. You're, yeah. you know, you know, yeah. really, I'm like, that's, that's right. I here. work, I work down in Centennial. So I pass oh, you so every you gotta day. You got to go past me. I go past you. Both directions. Both directions. <laughs> you got to go So past. every time, every time I, I see Aurora now, the signs and stuff, I'll be praying for you, my friend. I'll Please remember. pray for me. And if you yeah. ever have a chance where you're getting off work and you got some time, we can get something to eat and hang out a little bit. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll do that, my friend. We'll yes. do that. Well, thanks, for, thanks for coming on. Don't hang up on me. Don't hang up on me. But I, I, I just I appreciate you, and and we thank you. And got to have you back on, my friend. Yes, sir. So, so God bless you. Amen. God bless you as well. Thank you so much.